0: Yo, it's Friday. We made it through another five day. Well, we still got Saturday to go, but today we're talking about yesterday's Ford's teaching, in where they taught us about losing 3 billion in EVs, trading Jag franchises for Land Rovers and electric air taxis. Go. Really
1: got through it. Yo. Stop and stop and stop. It's you want to know what's impressive? You want to know what's impressive for all the people out there? <laughs> Sometimes your boy comes in hot. In the time that it took the countdown to go and Paul to read the lead, your boy got his B cam up for the edit and read, quick read, all the stuff. So Uh, let's do a show. He's excited.
0: He's excited. We're super excited today because uh, not too long from now, we'll be on the ground with a dealer in a dealership. So that always gets us happy and excited. But, um, all right. Who won? Oh, let's see. Oh, we don't have the motor madness results yet for today or yesterday. Uh. So, hey, That's we're awesome. rounding in the corner, though. So look out on the LinkedIn page for the Motor Madness. We're voting classic cars versus modern cars. We have a whole bracket that goes down. And next week, we're going to find out the best car of all time as voted by the audience. I still think the Chevy Astro van might be the dark horse that wins this race. I'm
1: telling you what. Give <laughs> it to him. Just give him the, the trophy. Hey, give we, we've
0: trophy. been planning so much. Let, let's just drip this out yeah. here for a second. Let's go. Let's Kyle go. and Maybe. I have gotten absolute giddy this week. <laughs> As you know what I'm about to say, as we started leaning into a SodaCon planning and a SodaCon 2023 in Baltimore in September is going to be out of control. Straight out of control. I mean, we're just, we can't wait to release just the design for this year, but also the venue is insane. The level of capacity we have for amazing speakers and panels and keynotes and activations and, you know, uh, just, I, I can't, just everything. We're, we're just super um, excited and we're like, can it be September we got, already?
1: We got, we got layout plots already happening. It's unbelievable. So if it's all the circle, things. the
0: last week in I September. Forget. In Baltimore, last week in September in Baltimore, we're going to be dropping a little sneak peeks and details soon. If you're an industry partner and you want to participate, uh, there's already a line forming outside Anne Marie's office uh, about people saying, when are you going to release a Sotocon info? There's literally
1: uh, people <laughs> in Texas in a line. It's nuts. We never thought it could happen. It's
0: going to happen. Um, but we have a couple things to execute first. We're going to be in Arlington, Texas on April 5th. Uh, go to a so2x.com and check out the details there. That show is shaping up to be amazing, amazing, amazing. And we're filming a little TV show. We'll tell you about that later, too. But first, we have to talk about some news because that's really why the people are here today. All right. So we yesterday, this is this is an interesting one. Ford held a literal teach in is what they called it. Teach. In. interesting like a, i don't know a lock-in i don't know youth group we had lock-ins for it as a teach-in uh, to explain their new reporting structure to an audience of mostly reporters which was perfect because they started by explaining why they're set to lose three billion dollars this year on ev manufacturing it's a good thing to explain. People want to know. Last year's loss was 2. Point, uh 2.1 billion. They also reported earnings on their other divisions, Ford Blue, which is their combustion engine, and Ford Pro, which is the Pro line. So they uh reported 7 billion in earnings in Ford Blue and 6 billion in Ford Pro. So they're still bringing in some a couple of bucks. They're bringing in some cash, you know. And the
1: I mean, the the EVs losing money, it's like a startup. I get it. I understand, but it's it's similar to like what yesterday we talked about you know, Carvana losing a few million dollars, and then we got billion dollars. I just, did you ever want to just like throw out a out a reporting thing, Paul? Like ah, you know, they're gonna lose three billion this year. I no would big love
0: thing. to have. Well, we're just like everybody that's on the outside and just kind of like right. peering it. We're like, must be nice, must be nice <laughs> to have three billion to lose. I wish I had three billion to lose. So, right. but either way, a CFO John Lawler did reiterate Ford model in quote Ford bottle E is an EV startup within Ford, and as yep. everyone knows, startups lose money. Um, and so, but also he was like pivoting a little bit, and he was talking about some recent hires in in Ford E department, and uh, mentioned two people who just came from Tesla, Doug Field and Alan Clark. He said it's about the talent we have. We all know there is one profitable EV manufacturer. The folks that the folks that design those vehicles are at Ford. So that's talking a pretty,
1: about a little teaching—that's that's a, a little,
0: <laughs> that's a little <laughs> mic drop in—is what he had. But that's a pretty oh good my. way to end it. Um, you know, a lot of the the. Last year, Ford announced a difference in the way they were going to report their financials. In 2022, they said this. Basically, they used to report uh, numbers by region and parts of the world. Now, they've switched to just report numbers by division. So, we have the EV division, Blue, and Pro. This is the first time they reported uh, results that way. So, yeah, a little extra explanation to calibrate everybody. Uh, But the company does predict that EVs will be approaching break-even margins by the end of this year. So, wow. All right. Hey, look, that's I'm I'm
1: still impressed because Ford's Very. really like even though they're talking about it the most right now in the news, they're really one of the latest to the game and just being active with EVs overall. Yeah. I mean, oh they, yeah, you right. Know. So, so I, I'm, I'm impressed. Making up for lost time. Making up for lost time. Here we go. Yep. I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like how do we make that, up?
0: Yeah. How do we Making make up, up for lost in- time? <laughs> doesn't, doesn't doesn't work to the next. Uh, point. How do we make up Sorry. for inventory shortages?
1: Oh! Hey. Segway. Time. All right.
0: Segway. So what will a luxury auto dealer give up to get their hands on more of that high margin luxury inventory? Well, if you're a Jaguar dealer, you may be tempted to just give up your Jaguar franchises. Mm. According to reports, Jaguar Land Rover, JLR we'll call them, has begun reducing store count by as many as 40 so far. Um, according to an automotive news source that remains unidentified in order. So basically, Jag is saying like, hey, Jag Land Rover is saying, if you give us back your Jaguar franchise, we will give right. you more Land Rover inventory. So, you know, obviously the company, there's a lot of combined spaces, Jag Land Rover dealers. And, um, you know, this is a, a, a push to reduce their uh, their store count overall. In Europe, actually, their plan is to go from 80 stores to 20 stores. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 wild. that's it is. And there's about three hundred three twenty five, three twenty five or so in the U.S. So uh, we don't know what they're trying to reduce to. But Jaguar is shifting to go ultra luxury is what they're saying, which is
1: interesting because like, I
0: mean, I get that that move is
1: probably smart, but they got to do some work on some vehicles because, I mean, I just remember (laughs) when
0: that's a way to put it. Like,
1: It's not too long ago that that thing was a souped up Ford Taurus. You know what I mean? That's true. um, That's true. They've done a lot of work since then, but... uh, Are
0: Jaguars in Europe, are they like, are they better? I don't know. They've got to be like... the the stuff. I mean, you Who got knows? like James Bond and the whole like ultra luxury vibe right, right. going on, and like i but, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just I know the answer to that, but in their ultra luxury pushing I mean, with,
1: with with all of these with with all of these luxury manufacturers, they definitely reduce the amount of dealerships, streamline mm-hmm. you know production, streamline mm-hmm. uh, distribution, and create great experiences. And and so them matching you know other like Aston Martin and Bentley, which have fewer than 50 dealerships in the U.S. You know like like yep. you got to go to the place to the really nice store with the people that know their stuff that are really like client client type people they're not just customer type people pinky in um, the air i mean full pinky in the air i mean <laughs> some of the some of these brands that that have all of their vehicles over six figures mm-hmm. like you're taking clients to golf right oh yeah cuz the margins whole, are stupid it's a whole different thing so you know this, this is probably a good move, and if I was a Land Rover, Land Rover dealer, I would be like, send me more of those Jokers because I'm sure they sell a little bit hotter.
0: Yeah, well, one... one uh Former Jag dealer, uh, Jonathan Sobel, it closed his Jag franchise in Manhattan, but he retains the ability to service the Jag. So that's not ah. bad, right? And now he uses the extra showroom space uh, for more Land Rovers, which makes sense because New York City showroom space is probably at a premium anyway. Um, so we'll see what happens. But that's kind of a, a big announcement and an interesting trade. And, you know, Jaguar seems like a brand where it's kind of like dipping your toe in the water, trying to be a little bit more like Europe and, and Jaguar is... Is, yep. I mean, like when you have Land Rover inventory to, to kind of like trade on, kind of makes a little yep. bit of sense.
1: Well, speaking of finding a little extra space,
0: Segway. this is a fun one because I feel like we're going to get to ride on one of these soon.
1: <laughs> one day. Ah, oh, man, that like, like in Atlanta, about- oh.
0: where we're going, like to get in an air taxi and go from like the oh. one side to the other yeah. side will save oh, us like four hours of our life. Yeah. So United Airlines is working to
1: launch the first commercial electric air taxi. Look that at that, Joker. If you're, if you're on the video <laughs> thing, you look at that thing. You're like, this is this has been in a movie we at We both some said point, that you know? at the same time. We both said, <laughs> look at that thing. Uh, they're doing it in Chicago by the year 2025. They're partnering with a company called Archer Aviation as a part of its intention to go 100% green by 2050, which I don't really know what 100% green means. I don't think but anybody maybe, does. Who knows? <laughs> the year 2050. Yeah, like we're
0: going right. to have a new. 20. never pattern. will know what that means. Yeah.
1: Um, the first proposed route will use this midnight electric VTOL air taxi between the O'Hare International Airport and the Vertiport, Chica- and Vertiport Chicago, the largest vertical takeoff and landing facility in North America. Didn't so that existed. There you go. You didn't know it existed. It's a thing in Chicago. And, you know, people are going to be flying over
0: Chicago, just That's a little so bit bad. of height
1: and and look, if there's any place to do it, it's like That's L.A. The worst or ride.
0: Chicago. That is the worst ride from O'Hare Chicago. to downtown Chicago. I don't know how uh, our friends at like Vauto and Cars.com and Hierology do that. It's yeah, terrible. I, it I don't even know. But, yeah, 10 uh, minutes from that from that trip from the airport to downtown – is amazing because it's usually an hour 20 minutes in traffic and it just sucks your soul right out of your <laughs> chest. Um, my, Michael uh, Leskin VP of corporate development at United said once operational, we're excited to offer customers a more sustainable, convenient and cost effective mode of transportation during their commutes to the airport. Kyle, how much would you pay to take one of these VTOLs from the Chicago airport to downtown Chicago? Tell me, is it, is it worth 200 bucks?
1: I mean, probably yes, and you, because the Uber's probably in one hundred and fifty. Yeah. One hundred and fifty dollar Uber. So take that thing and be there in half the time and, and don't have to worry about the, you know, being something
0: really cool. When you think so. about the, the value proposition of that. Just think about it from a value proposition. Like it might be like I spent two hundred dollars on the flight from Syracuse to Chicago and then spend another two hundred for that last like 20 miles. Isn't that wild? It is. But hey, I mean, people you know, spend like. It 30. might come down at some point. We'll see. We'll it might, see. It, dude, it might not be 200. It might be 400. I don't know. I was just guessing. I was what? just guessing. But then again, people spend $13 to get your $4 Slurpee dropped off at the front door. So.
1: Yep. But in I'm, what's 50 minutes worth to you? Potentially a lot, mm-hmm. specifically some people.
0: Well, we know your time hey, is worth a lot. To world's you. changing. <laughs> We'll close that. We're so excited to be in a dealership. We can't even even talk one at a time. We can't handle ourselves. Uh, It's Friday. Go out there. Have some time. Uh, Have some fun. Value your own time.